You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review's Daily Edition Radio Formula. On this episode, we are going to listen to a handful of recordings from the late spiritual free jazz musician Pharaoh Saunders, who sadly passed away last week at the age of 81. He leaves behind a timeless legacy that one hour can't do justice, but we'll try our best to celebrate his genius and influence, beginning with one of his most beloved compositions. This is Love is Everywhere. Thank you. 
the man, Pharrell Sanders. Pharaoh Sanders. This was taken from the 1973 album Wisdom Through Music. The following year, he'd record the longer version on the 1974 album Love Is In Us All. Uh, Pharrell Sanders was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, a segregated world where his mother was a school cook, his father was a council worker, and he grew up steeped in the music of the church. He studied the clarinet in school before moving on to saxophone, playing jazz and rhythm and blues in the clubs on Little Rock's West 9th Street, backing such visiting stars as Bobby Bland and Junior Parker. After graduating from Scipio A. Jones High School, he moved to Northern California, studying art and music at Oakland Junior College. Soon, he was immersing himself in the local jazz scene where he was known as Little Rock.
That was Memories of Lee Morgan of the Village of the Pharaohs uh, album, also recorded in 1973 for Impulse Records. Writer Sean Murphy wrote for Pop Matters, This is the work of a confident explorer willing to go anywhere and do anything, and a cursory glance at any of Saunders' unsmiling album covers from the period makes the conditions clear. Strap in and come along for the ride, because once we start, we aren't slowing down. Village of the Pharaohs is a time machine that involves neither physics nor hot tubs, a more than solid outing from Saunders in his prime is nothing to shake a sax at. In, 1970, in 1987, he released his album Africa, a tribute to John Coltrane, who was one of the most important champions of Sanders' career, on which he played with John Hicks, Curtis Lundy and Idris Mohammed, released on Dutch label Timeless. This is Speak Low.
Wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. And his review for all music um, it was Steve Lowy, who commented, most will probably prefer the original Coltrane to Sanders' imitations, but Africa is nonetheless a joyous and worthy tribute to one of the giants of jazz. As Kevin Whitehead's liner notes to this release reflect, Sanders pay, pays exclu- ex- explicit tribute to his late mentor, John Coltrane, as this set's Coltrane-oriented sound makes unashamedly clear. Saunders displays an uncanny resemblance to Train's unique way of overblowing and his special ability to get inside a ballad. Africa is nonetheless a joyous and worthy tribute to one of the giants of jazz. Here's a recording of Train and Pharaoh playing together on the album Live in Seattle. This is Cosmos.
About the name, it was standard practice among African-American musicians to adopt royal titles like Duke, Earl, Count, Prince or King. Since Saunders had played in his early stages of his career with Sunra's orchestra, uh, Sunra was quite the Egyptologist, so Saunders took on the title of Pharaoh for his role as one of the key messengers who communicated with the astral powers of the cosmos through musical notes and controlled sonic chaos. Here's an old interview with the man himself speaking on the first time he met Sun Ra. You know, I met Sun Ra downtown in the, in the, uh, in the Green Village. And uh, I'm working as a chef, a place called the Playhouse Cafe. I was cooking down at, at uh, I guess like in the basement. Up above the basement was like a little coffee uh, shop uh, where a lot of cats, a place for, the, for them to jam, you know, uh, have little sessions. But on, on the weekend, I think like Sunrise must have been playing there at nightly. And some, you know, I don't know exactly what night, but that's how I first met Sunrise. And, uh, and I was doing the kitchen part, cooking and rushing back upstairs and where he had asked me to uh, work on the door, take in the mission. So I worked on the door and <laughs> had my little cigar <laughs> box out there. And at the same time, you know, I was, I was trying to get to Sunrise you know, let the cast know that I, I do play a saxophone. <laughs> so I, I think maybe one night I did approach him, you know, and, uh, and let him know uh, that, uh, that I played tenor, tenor saxophone. If he needed need another, another sax man, uh, I'd be available. But he kind of looked at me and said, well, uh, I already have somebody, you know. Uh, I, I got... Uh, the guys that I that I needed because I guess they was pretty working pretty steady I guess you know I I, I never didn't, uh, I didn't know anybody John Gilmore or any any of those musicians it was during a, I guess uh, when, it, when, it, when the snow was on the ground during during the winter part of the of New York City along with the lesser regally named Black Harold the three recorded an album simply titled Sun Ra featuring Pharaoh Saunders and Black Harold before releasing the recording Sun Ra said it should be very interesting to show the world what pre-coltrain Pharaoh Saunders was like
Sunra Farrow, Sanders and Black Harold. My God. Anyway, between July 4th and November 8th in 1970, Alice Coltrane recorded her, for, her fourth solo album, Journey in Sachidananda, ranked number 446 in the 200, 2020 edition of Rolling Stone magazine's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list, one of the more accessible albums into the genre of free jazz, it's been known as. Definitely a milestone in, which, in what we discuss as a spiritual jazz record since it was inspired by her time as a disciple of the guru Swami Sachidananda, Saraswati, who taught a blend of Hatha Yoga and Yoga philosophy, which he named Integral Yoga, and was the man seeked out to help her cope with the bereavement of losing her husband John to liver cancer. For the album, she assembled a sweet cast of musicians, Cecil McBee on double bass, Rashid Ali on drums, Tulsi on tanpura, Majid Shabazz on bells and tambourine. On, tra- on, the, on the second side of the album, you can hear Rashid Ali on drums, Charlie Hayden on bass, Vishnu Wood on the oud, Alice Con- Coltrane playing piano and harp, and of course, Pharaoh Saunders playing soprano saxophone percussion, and nothing else.
When I'm trying to play music, Sanders said, I'm telling the truth about myself. Of course, he played with a lot of greats in the of the free jazz form, um, McCoy Tyner, Don Cherry, or Nat Coleman, Sonny Sharrock, the jazz composer's orchestra, Norman Connors, and many others. Uh, but it was up until recently, after a bit of a long absence, like a decade, that Pharaoh would be a part of an intergenerational meeting of gifted musical minds when he met with Sam Shepard, a.k.a. Floating Points. Uh, Sanders first became aware of uh, Shepard's work in 2015 when he was impressed by the debut Floating Points album, Elenia. Sanders was 75 years old at the time. He later befriended Shepard, who is 40 years his junior, over lunch and eventually proposed that the two of them produce a collaborative album. And what an album promises is. Sanders was 80 at the time when he recorded this over it was first music recorded music in over a decade decade and it's been compared to his 1971 album Black Unity 
which similarly similarly consists of a single musical composition. I mean, if you listen to the whole album, the restraints, you know, among the nine movements the album is made of, Saunders' silence in a lot of the album's runtime speaks volumes as he allows a balance between himself, Shepard, and the London Symphonic Orchestra. Uh, now it's time to think, we have a little bit of time to think of who are Pharaoh, some of Pharaoh Saunders' heirs. And since we've mentioned his 70, 1971 album, Black Unity, I'd like to read something that Sh King Shabaka, Shaba, a.k.a. Shabaka Hutchings, or I should say it the other way around, Shabaka Hutchings, a.k.a. King Shabaka, from uh, many out, uh, free jazz outfits, including The Comet Is Coming, uh, said this about Black Unity. Uh, it said, writing about that, about that album has been a challenge. It started out innocently enough, a desire to express how this album has shaped me, an acknowledgement on his 80th birthday of what he has done to mold my sense of musicality and form. However, as I put words to paper, everything feels trite and contrived, like I'm regurgitating poetic-sounding ideas that fulfill a myth that I've outgrown. Such is the paradox of matters concerning spirituality, I guess. To understand something about your devotion to the light is to drift inadvertently towards a notion of infinity whereby one is in a constant state of wonder as to how far the depths can reach and how much there is to learn. I decide to start from scratch and discover on listening to one of my favorite albums at this stage in my life, spiritually and professionally, though in truth the two worlds intersect continually what it speaks to me of. Anyway, let's listen to a new cut from The Comet Is Coming um, from their fantastically titled album Hyperdimensional Expansion Beam. Thank you. 
go as hard as possible within being musical. If you go to the absolute end of what you think you can do, there's always something else you can tap into. Said Shabaka about the music on Hyper... Well, speaking about his, their work on Hyperdimensional Expansion Beam. More jazz from another, shall we say, spiritual disciple of Pharaoh Saunders and the musical language of cosmic jazz. This is the latest from Makaya McRaven, a lullaby.
Jazz. Well, that was Makaya McRaven with Lullaby, taken from his latest album, In These Times. On his Bandcamp, uh, you can read uh, this wonderful description uh, of the album. As epic and expansive as it is, impressively potent and concise, the 11-song suite was created over seven-plus years as McRaven strived to design a highly personal but broadly communicable, communicable fusion of odd-meter original compositions from his working songbook with orchestral large ensemble arrangements and the edit-heavy organic beat music that he's honed over a growing body of production craft. Ah, more. We have time for a little bit more new music. Um, This is another album that I'm completely in love with. This is Kruangbin joining forces with View Farka Toure.
Kruang Ben joining forces with Ali Farka to raise Sun View for an album of covers of his late father, who was a legend of De- African Desert Blues. And I'm afraid we don't have much time, and it's a jazzy Monday. We have an album of the week that happens to have a lot of horns on it. Much like Sanders conversed with the stars above, Bjork prefers to keep things grounded and communicate with Earth, the fungus that grows from it, and the people who inhabit the planet, like mothers, grandmothers, and daughters, and many other people. Uh, thank you for listening. My name's Johan Wall, David Camilleri on The Technicians. God bless you, Pharaoh Saunders. Uh, thank you, Bjork. Void carries our digital selves, breathing and kissing my